Hey, happy uh, 13th of September, 2022, everybody. We're about to crank up another broadcast healing episode of the Robert's Cat Bell Show. That's right. That's what we're here to do. And uh, it's just you, me, and Super D. And you'll see the picture on the, on the page. You know, it's like, it doesn't have that long thing Super Don has grown out of his, it's a shorter version of it. He's got to update his picture or sh- cut it down a little bit, please. <laughs> it's intimidating. <laughs> I hope y'all are not intimidated that uh, we don't have a guest today. It's just, again, you, me, and Super D. Oh my gosh. I had to talk about the people that don't get quote unquote COVID. Really? Are they going to understand a lick of what's really going on here? Or do I have to explain it to them? Yeah, I've got some explaining to do. Is it going to be mansplaining? You'll just have to risk the broadcast to find out. Why is the fake food race worth a $3 trillion? This is where I'm going to go off on loony environmentalists. And I this I hesitate to say it that way because y'all are automatically going to go, oh, oh, he's talking about me. Well, you don't know. It's not all about you, but it's all about fake food and the greenies that are promoting it. Uh, what's the, the greatest domestic threat? In America, like I said, what's the the greatest threat to your health? The most dangerous thing you can have in America. That's different. Yesterday, that was medical insurance. Today, something else. A little bit update on Aaron Rodgers. I like him even more. He was on Mars interview, Bill Mars interview. Uh, cancer moonshot. The Royal Wee Keeper. What's a Royal Wee Keeper? Oh, wait, it's, it's not a Wee Keeper. It's a bee, a bee Keeper. Oh, well, they're buzzing instead of whizzing. We'll talk about that, too. On the Robert Scott Bell Show, tell your friends, come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen and enjoy what we have to offer. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, why not do a show? Why not do a show that is pared down? It's like... What were the uh, acoustic versions of on MTV? Do you remember that, Super Don? It's like uh, live MTV Raw. I, it wasn't Raw. It was like acoustic sets. I just don't unplugged. remember. Unplugged. It's unplugged. Oh, so we're unplugged today. I think Are of we that. unplugged today? Well, in a sense, it's like pared down to the bare minimum. It's you, me, and Super D, that kind of sentiment. You know, we used to do this a lot. And we haven't done it in so long because our buddy Kevin has kept us just, you know, loaded full of awesome guests that uh, he goes to Israel and, uh, you know. You think he got slack because of jet lag coming back from Israel? Is that what happened? He was busy. (laughs) He had stuff to do. Yeah, no, it's okay. Look, we're used to doing. In fact, the, the days before we had someone that could help us find guests all the time. More often than not, other than our regulars, we would do our show together. So I just... I just don't want anybody to be intimidated about the unplugged version of the Robert Scott Bell show today. That's all. Just by the way. Yeah. By the way, there in the little preview segment that you did there, you yes. were talking about my picture needing to be updated. Did you notice that I mentioned you in that updated? I, uh, I did notice that. And you know what? It was the thought crossed my mind this morning. And yeah. I actually, I tried taking a picture of myself and it sucked. <laughs> and I was just like, I couldn't yeah. get it. I just, I wasn't happy with it. So, I uh, I tried to th- go outside the box here, right? And I have this app on my phone that will do these uh, like 3D cartoon versions of yourself. Oh, okay. And so I thought, you know, maybe I'll use that. But I got so wrapped up in doing it, and I was mis- losing time, and I was trying to get stuff done that I gave up. But I, I did manage to come up with a couple of pictures. They didn't make it, uh, but the first one this this is what you look like Uh-oh. In, in a 3D cartoon kind of <laughs> way. What is that? Right? 
That's hilarious. How did I don't even want to know how that works. That's scary. And, yeah, it's just it's yeah. an app on the phone. This is how my picture ended up looking. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Dude, it looks like you got like a mask on over your face, a cartoon it's mask. It's kind of a Disney thing going on there. Yeah. But, and, uh, but in it, any case, so. But you notice what I said about how long, the, what do you call that thing coming out of your chin is? Versus the picture I saw, which was like shorter version of that. It, it's, like. it's, it's a very... Uh, um, so the unknown, very rare thing called a beard. <laughs> See, I, uh, I don't know about those. I can't really do okay. them all that well. Yeah. So that's it. Thanks for clearing that up for yeah. me, by the way. We got to clear up a lot of stuff for people today. The, 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 in the show notes, if you go to robertscabbell.com or maybe you already get the newsletter, and if not, text RSB to 22828, you will have a preview of the ending or attempting to cover uh, in the many health-related uh, topics, some that are more... Uh, maybe in the semi-political arena. Uh, and I say this not because we claim to be Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, or not like that, but just in the, the general sense of, of the body politic. When we talk about healing the body, and, th- and that includes that one. We've got some discussion about what is the most dangerous thing uh, as far as in America, domestic threats to America. And, uh, well, one of those things is, yeah, maybe medical insurance, but no, that, that was yesterday's discussion topic. So we'll go elsewhere today. Let's see where we're going today, in fact. The first article comes from uh, Wired Magazine. Oh, there's the newsletter. There it is. Yeah, you could see the headlines and the different things, me and Super D. Uh, 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 the mystery of why some people don't get COVID. And I asked my wife that. You know, I was like, I'm going through the stories with her. And I said, hey, honey, there's my first story of the day. And before I could almost, I could almost not get through the headline. The mystery of why some people don't get covered. She says, because they don't get tested. <laughs> not because she was encouraging testing, but she, she realized mm. the, the test-demic that it largely was. Yes. And it says in the sub-headline, a small number of people appear naturally immune to the coronavirus. Scientists think they might hold the key to helping protect us all. Mm. It's kind of, you know, it reminds me of, of the movies. Yeah, every once in a while they'll come out with a movie where it's uh, some kind of terrible mutant virus that turns people into zombies and stuff like that. And they, they find the one person that has the immunity and they need to get their blood to create the, the antidote and save human, humanity, you know. Is that what's going on here? Is that what they're, they're saying? That there's like the... I, got, I think got to a, take their blood and get the... A good question. The, I mean, yeah. it's the right question in a sense. The mystery of why people some don't, don't some don't get COVID. Now, maybe they're um, healthy. Well, see, that's the, that's the thing, Super D. And of course, the article itself takes a long time getting there. And we've got, in fact, two opening articles that will uh, be illustrative of the things I've been trying to relate to the world for 23 years of broadcast media, and before that as a homeopath. So, if we go through this article, and don't don't sign up for the coronavirus updates because you might get it. Uh, that's, that was uh, the website I just saw there. Um, it says, here's the first paragraph. We all know a COVID virgin or Novid. <laughs> I don't think that we have that. Do I, I don't remember on this unplugged edition of the Robert Scott Bell show ever saying COVID virgin or Novid. Novid. I don't recall ever saying either of those phrases or words. Do you? I don't know. That's that. new to me though. No, both of those are new to me. So th- this is uh, the wired, uh, article here. And, and they say that if you are a COVID version or Novid, you have defied all logic in dodging the coronavirus. No, I will say people talking about the coronavirus has, have dodged all logic. People talking about the coronavirus manifestation of all of the ailments, illnesses, symptoms, etc. have dodged all logic. 
the place where we go in trying to assess and address the things that have indeed manifested before our very eyes, or some in the case of Superdon have experienced very viciously the time that it manifested in him or through him or coming out of him. Now, this this question is, you know, is it, according to this article, is it you've been so cautious, like the people that didn't go out for two and a half years, they didn't get it? Is it because they were just lucky, dumb luck? You just happened to dodge all the floaty things as you move through life? Or is it because you have no friends? Oh. <laughs> I, could that be the reason you didn't get sick? You're a loner. That's it. Or as we'd not like to believe here necessarily, but certainly in the allopathic medical community, if they could just figure it out, it's all in your genes. We could figure out what is the gene that prevents you from getting COVID, and then we can genetically engineer everybody for a, or a shot that we can, you know, of course, that's their desire. And that's where the bulk of this article goes. Talking about the few that didn't get it in the midst of all of it. And interestingly enough, as they go through uh, various configurations of so-called viral exposure and diseases, inevitably they track to HIV. Why do they do that? Because these are the stories uh, all, all those years ago that we were covering. I was covering here on the Robert Yad Bell show about what they termed at certain points, elite non-progressors. These people that were, uh, exposed and they tested positive despite the test being crap, just as the COVID test is crap, and yet never devolving into any manifestation of what was called AIDS. Now, later on, we would uh, be introduced and meet uh, Judy Mikovits uh, at the Autism One conference some years ago. Our, her first major interview was with, with me here on this show. And, you know, I, I had problems in, in, in early discussions with her because I had covered so many years the the difficulty uh, of so-called isolation. We get into the controversy of viral isolation of HIV. Now, I am not someone that, I, I'm not going to live or die whether somebody has proved to me that it has been or it hasn't been. I, I'm very philosophical about this. I, I argued, and you've heard me, if you're a longtime listener or viewer of the show, that if you give them viral isolation, it's different from isolation uh, according to other methods, like if you're looking at and identifying a bacteria or bacterial species present or absent, and or a fungal species present or absent. When we talk about the so-called so virus or viruses, and that it is not the same thing. But if they get their way to make their own definitions, and you go, okay, according to this definition, yeah, you've isolated. I may have problems with that methodology to say it's not the same thing, but you know, for me to dwell on that always, I, I don't think we'll have a, a really great show except an antagonistic show of people that I like in both camps, so to speak, that have this belief that it's never been isolated and those that believe it has. For me, I think that middle ground is not to be run over in the middle of the road. That's not my reason for saying this, is that we've got to uh, define our terms. And when we begin to define our terms, you go, OK, they've changed the definition of isolation to mean something different than what it used to mean. And based on that, yes, give them that. Based on this old way, it's not the same thing. All right. Now, let me let that go for a moment. I know it's difficult for me to do, but I'm going to try to be spiritual about this. Let it go. Let it go. I'm not going to go Ice Age on it. What was that Ice Flow Disney movie? <laughs> I don't even know. Let it go. Yes. Yeah. Hundreds of parents watching this are just really angry with you now for putting that earworm back in their head. It Sorry. took them years to get rid of. Okay. How about this? Sweet Caroline. Resolved. That's, now that's you've got a different worse. earworm. 
But by the way, Rachel, my trainer who owns the gyms I go to, she's bringing her band out of retirement. Not that she's bring actually the band No Limits has been in active whatever even after she retired from it. But apparently, she's coming back on Thursday this week, and she says she's going to make me get up and sing that song. So we'll see. And if we get video of that, you guys are going to have to pay extra to, to see that. Or actually, no, I will. Actually, you'll want to pay extra to not see it or hear it, but uh, that's coming up as well. Strange stuff happening on the Robert Scott Bell Show today. Film at whenever it is. So uh, if we go back to this article about the, the variations of trying to figure out why people didn't get COVID. You know, my argument is boiled down to something very simple. Is that we've all been exposed to whatever COVID is. Again, controversies aside, everybody's got perspectives on that. The question is to why some people manifest the severity of symptoms in which they manifest them and why people don't manifest any symptoms at all in the face or in the, in, in the interaction with clearly something that we've all interacted with. So my question is, let's go to the direction of, okay, let's make the assumption. I know assumptions are not good, but let's make the assumption everybody has been exposed. I, I think it's ludicrous to claim that somebody isolated for two and a half years and didn't get exposed to whatever this is. And so to say that, oh, you have no friends, I, I mean, it's silly. And I don't think that's the case. The case is we've all been exposed to something, uh, probably an artificial uh, upregulated gain of function, whatever, weaponized something. And in that case, you know, whether you, you perceive it to be spike protein, excuse me, spike proteins or, uh, the overflow of graphene oxide from shots, even if you didn't get jabbed or combination of all of those things, we have been exposed. We are constantly being exposed. And yet they focal point on the genetic element. You know, what is the special gene that allows this virus to kind of roll off you like water on a duck's back or water on a, a glass, you know, just kind of rolls right by you. Some kind of gene that makes you slippery and slick. Is that it? And I, you know, I don't perceive that to be the case at all because we know more or less that genetic, uh, let's say, uh, or protein synthesis, that which is synthesized by our gene code is altered every time we are exposed to a different environment. It's a responsive mechanism. It's a feedback scenario. You know, we interact in a different environment, gene expression shifts. Some call it epigenetics. I don't care what you call it so much as it isn't determinism. Like you got lucky. You've got that one gene that keeps you alive despite COVID exposure. There's got to be something else here. And so as they dig deep into the genetics, 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 hey, how come people, some people got exposed to HIV and never got sick? Of course, I would say because HIV was never the cause of AIDS. And that if we give uh, the virologist credit that they've identified and isolated something, let's just for a moment, let's say it. Okay. We're all exposed. Or certain people were always exposed, chronically exposed because of certain things. And yet they didn't get sick. The question is, why is it genetic or is it that they have an intact immune system? And, and if that's the case, then what does that even mean? And they come down again, how many paragraphs down into this wired article before before they, they say this, let me see if I can get this. Um, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. I'm going to copy this and paste this for you, Super D, and put this into, maybe you can put this quote specifically on the page. I don't know if it's too long or not, but this is a money shot moment in this Wired article that finally brings to light something that should be discussed. 
and it should be the front page and the front first paragraph and the headline. And here it is. It's all after they went all through the gene thing, the HIV thing, on and on it goes. Here it is. It's also possible that genetics doesn't tell the full story of those who resist infection against all odds. For some, for some, the reason for their protection might rest instead in their immune system. Hello, McFly. Finally, you got there. This is big. Genetics doesn't tell the whole story. Could it be that your immune system is more responsive and adaptive in addressing daily interactions with things that are normal and natural and some things that may be not so normal or natural. And I think this is finally where they're, they're coming to at least attempt to consider that their gene hypothesis is bunk. It's all wrong. Sorry, apologize to all geneticists that just don't know about epigenetics, but you gotta you gotta get get with the program here. They talk about T cell, memory T cells, talk about cross-reactive T cells and studies that explain why some people avoid infection. See, I think the words they're using are wrong too. You don't avoid infection. You interact with things that you would proclaim are infectious agents, whether they are or not, and that some people succumb to them. Some people mildly, some people with great severity. And remember too, though, that the symptoms that we would ascribe to any given disease, including COVID, are the body's attempt to restore balance to the force, to use a Star Wars terminology. That is, when we are challenged or threatened exogenously or endogenously, our response to those things, our symptoms, those symptoms are not the disease. They're the attempts by the body to recreate the balance of function, to restore, again, order to the universe. And our perspective, our paradigm, how do we look at the body? If we don't look at it that way, are we chasing symptoms proclaiming that they are the disease itself rather than looking at what created the imbalance to begin with that would then manifest in symptoms that we would call the disease. And then we say, here, take this drug, take this shot, take this pill, get you on a vent so you can breathe, despite the fact that the breathing difficulty had nothing to do with function of the lungs so much as damage that was done to the oxygen-carrying capacity of, of, of the cells, the red blood cells, for instance. And then we'd look at, okay, inflammation. We could say, oh, it's inflammation. So here, take a steroid, which could be life-saving in a crisis. But is the inflammation the cause or the response to what? The image, I'm sorry, the, the interaction with, whether it be spike protein or other things, that created inflammation damage, puncturing of cells. Now, we could say quantitatively, in some cases, you were overwhelmed because you got too much of it. That could be the case, but it's hard to actually quantify that because nobody's actually measuring it in the air. And nobody's actually, as far as I know, doing an analysis of the numbers of spike proteins that are produced by a DNA protein synthesis because of mRNA signaling of these injections, these abominable injections. And, and, and also we say, hey, how come some people apparently seem unscathed by the COVID jabs and boosters while some are dropping dead within a week? or a couple of months even, or five months even, after getting jabbed and boosted, why do some people die and some people don't? 
Now, we don't know a definitive answer to this, and why I say that is because we, nobody's studying what's in the jabs themselves, as far as I know, over a comprehensive array. It's like, let's look at this lot. What's in it? What is in this lot? Could it have been that they did placebo lots, saline lots? And what about the, remember the, uh, the initial injections they said had to be held down at the, the level of Pluto, on the surface of Pluto, not even a planet anymore, an orbiting body around the sun, if you don't believe we're all flat and it's all just a projection in the sky. <laughs> How cold is it on Pluto? Or in Uranus? I mean, on Uranus. Sorry, I don't mean to be personal here. The planet Uranus, that's still a planet, apparently. <laughs> How cold? I mean, we're talking negative hundreds of degrees Celsius, Fahrenheit. What, what is it? And the question is, how were they delivering this and how long did they, did it take to bring it up to a speed or a temperature that could be safely injected into somebody without overt tissue damage, just on a temperature, temperature differential scale. And in that time frame of bringing it up to temperature, how was it altered? Because it said it was so desperately necessary to have it at minus 300 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever the number was a ridiculously cold number. And how long would it be okay at that room temperature to give it to you, to give it to the X and X, and how many people are lining up or driving up for the drive-through shots? Again, do you see how many variables I'm bringing up here to my to try and make a definitive determination that in each case it's the same thing that caused the same thing to manifest, whether it be natural acquisition of an artificial thing or injection, artificially injected, or shed from those people, and all of these manifestations of of the so-called COVID. And some that apparently are unscathed. Now, in my family, we had the mild, mild versions of whatever it was initially within the first year or so. And then in the latter part of the exposure, whether it be Omicron or others, we really didn't have much. Not much of severity, not like a super Don manifestation where it was just brutal what he went through. And we, you know, we featured it, it on the on the show and there was no question he was really suffering. But as I bring up all of these issues, and maybe it's too much for this unplugged version of the Robert Scott Bell Show to consider, I'm still encouraged at least a little bit by the fact that they're actually acknowledging, could it be the immune system of each individual is different and the immune response is different, the adaptive immune response and the innate immune response. And so they're talking of pre-existing T-cells, pre-existing exposures, on and on. And they do acknowledge in medicine and science uh, this original antigenic sin and, and pathogenic priming and antibody dependent uh, enhancement, right? That you're overexposed or underexposed or somehow you're overreacting to the point of near death. So yeah, immune response is going to be different in everybody. That means we have to treat each of you as an individual, which means no more collective medicine bullsnot. I almost said that. But collectivist medicine, one size fits all. Let's inject everybody and see what happens. Should Should work great. We think it'll work great. It might work great. It won't, it doesn't work. Oh, we found that out again. How long have we done the flu shot stuff? So if we move from the wired story and I'm, I'm kind of in my own mind, mi mixing and matching these stories. Cause I read both before, believe it or not, super Don, Yes. I read both before we went to air, talked about this stuff with my wife. That's why I, I have so many thoughts about this. Maybe perhaps too many thoughts about this. Well, you've got, we've learned yeah. now what, what? Uh, you've got COVID virgin, mm -hmm. you've got Novid. Yeah. How about a super Dodger? Yeah. All right. So that's the second article on NPR. This, they, they talk about a <laughs> super Dodger. And what do I, what do I remember when I hear a super Dodger? Tell me if, if the same memory comes up for you, the Looney Tunes cartoon, Daffy Duck, 
uh, Buck, Buck or Buck Duck Roger Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah, in the twenty first in the twenty third half century, half century or right. whatever. <laughs> With Marvin Martian and all of that, I mean, it gets absurd. That's right, absolutely absurd. You now have Super Dodgers. Remember, you had Super Spreaders. Uh, you have Elite controllers i mean going back to the hiv stuff they come up with these names and they're borrowing them from uh, comic books or they're i don't know getting together and all these people that are into anime are coming up with these uh, super dodger that's it we'll call them super dodgers and they do in this case in this npr article go right back to hiv research acknowledging that all the people so-called exposed to it and how many of them got sick how many of them got aids now, I, you, you're going here, I see the HIV research as well in this article. And let's see, other scientists identified groups of people who appear, appeared to be completely resistant to HIV. People who knew they had been exposed to HIV multiple times, mainly through unprotected sex, yet clearly they were not infected. Now, the question is, as the race was, it was to figure this out, and they still haven't figured it out apparently, are these people just lucky, or did they really have a mutation in their genes that was protecting them from infection? So we're back to the gene explanation do these people have just special supercharged super dodger genes that protected them now there was a study uh that what became known as the padean study or i don't know how to pronounce it where they uh this is stuff we used to talk about a long time ago with our good friend liam chef on the air and celia farber and others uh and peter duesberg and, and harvey bialy and on and on it goes of all the people the researchers uh protease inhibiting drugs we, we talked about all of that uh who else was there? Um, gosh, all the faces of the people we've interviewed on this subject for years and years, decades, in fact. How about David Raznick? Raz, yeah, of course, Raznick. I still would love to get him back on to talk about what's going on. But all of these discussions that we had about uh, either super spreaders, elite non-progressors, or now super dodgers, <clears throat> the Padean study showed they had a number of what, what they call discordant couples. Discordant couples. That is, one of the people were HIV positive, one HIV negative. And they analyzed many months that equivocated to many years of cross exposure. That is, these people were having sexual relationships in various ways, clearly unprotected, and one was HIV positive, one was HIV negative. And after the study was conducted and finished and completed and reported on, guess how many people seroconverted? What was the, the question of seroconversion? That is, uh, they were HIV negative, became HIV positive. Again, having relations in their relationship over time, how many of them that were negative became positive? And it was equivalent of years of exposure. And Super Don, do you remember the answer to that? Is that a memory that's just too far gone? What was the answer? How many of them seroconverted from HIV negative to HIV positive after having unprotected, you know what, all those years? In that study, the Bidayan study. I don't remember. You don't seriously. You don't remember. None. It was none. Zero. It was zero. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I guess. Yeah. No, yes. but it's a it's the craziest guess, but a valid one. It's like, wait a second. You mean to tell me this this super killing retrovirus that we were all told was going to kill us all initially, and then it said no, just gay people and hemophiliacs, and and okay, black people that are not married in inner cities, right? It became a racist construct because the HIV tests themselves were, were non-specific and cross-reactive, had no standard. Once again, I bring this up for our doctor scientist friends. How many tests do you authorize that have no valid standard anywhere in the world? In fact, you can take the test in one country, take the same test in another country, and it means completely the opposite, the result. Or the result is so non-specific and not clear that it takes a questionnaire after the test is done to determine whether it's a false positive, false negative, 
true positive, true negative. Going back into House of Numbers by Brent Leone, the documentary film that's available, I believe, for free still to watch. These are problems that are not solved by virologists necessarily. They have to step outside of virology and go, hey, wait, maybe this whole exposure thing and causation thing we claimed was a virus was not ever that. And it was the wholesale and wanton destruction of the immune system by the use of amyl nitrate, poppers, right? Immunosuppressant drugs, illicit street drugs. Uh, how about antibiotics due to, uh, you know, in response to sexually transmitted diseases or infections, constant chronic use. How about other things that they use to destroy the very gut lining? All of these things that were very, very destructive of the immune system. And some doctors were aware and said, hey, there's going to be a big problem in that community if this keeps up. That was in the early 70s, mid 70s. And then what manifested, they called a gay plague initially. And then they tried to find a virus or a retrovirus and uh, they claimed that it was one thing, HTLV1, 2, 3, on and on it goes. And then you got Montagnier and you got Gallo and who, who really got it? Now, Montagnier, a man of integrity, we find throughout his history later on, said, you know, that HIV could be cleared. You just eat a good diet. You clean up. Your, ah, nah, nah. And he realized it wasn't the, de- the, life's, the death sentence as well, even if he did believe it was a viral cause potentially. And then Judy Mikovits talks about, hey, HIV is technically irrelevant when you're healthy and vital. So if we give uh, the viral uh, isolation hypothesis people a reality, those that also have that reality of Judy Mikovits say, hey, it doesn't matter because it's about the immune system, the immune health, the general functioning of every cell in the body, every cell's metabolism. That means being mineral, minerally replete, not deeply. Having everything you need. And responding appropriately to inflammatory cascades and, and threats to, to health in general that you know may be coming in through uh, toxic food, water, air. It's a toxicological burden and nightmare. Yeah. And that, of course, impacts and impedes immune response in an optimal way. You'll adapt as long as you can, and it might be more severe and intense. But to say the virus is a life or death sentence. Again, is it the immune system or is it a gene mutation? You got lucky. And how do you have all that discordant so-called interaction and have zero zero conversions? Well, with a test that has no valid standard, of course, you can make it up much like the PCR test for COVID the version that's still being promoted by government. So what does it take to be a super dodger? And I don't think anybody's dodged whatever has gone around. It's a matter of general health, vitality, and response. And in some cases, I've described people that are so healthy that these things are exposed to, they just kind of flick their finger like this. It's like that easy for them. It's like, not that it's a gene thing. It's just like, They're so vitally healthy. The vital force is flowing through them so strongly. Now I'm going into a non-material explanation that it just glows with the the strength of the uh, comic book Superman concept. You can walk through walls. You're so strong. Now, this doesn't mean, you know, dive into a, a vat of Ebola and show how strong you are. That's like, you know, swimming in sewage is not a good plan. It will overwhelm any system ultimately. Even if you'll survive it initially, if you live in that squalor all over time, that immune deficiency is the inevitable result. Talking about people who have lived that way for hundreds, if not thousands of years and seeing diseases manifest, it used to be called by a name tuberculosis. And now in the era of HIV, then tuberculosis and weight loss meant you had AIDS without an HIV test because the HIV test couldn't be given. It was just too expensive. We couldn't get out there, but we know it's, we know it's AIDS. We know they're HIV positive. Why? Why? because they have two of a list of 120 diseases. 
You see how unscientific all of these things are, and yet we're still living through that. COVID was made possible by the non-science of HIV-causing AIDS and tests that aren't actually accurate, verifiable, or validatable. Super dodgers. And they, they keep bringing up HIV, HIV, HIV. Look at Magic Johnson, supposedly HIV positive. What does that even mean? Well, he did not do the antiretroviral drugs, and he went a different direction. He got insight by his doctors to say, hey, you know what? You got to eat healthy. You got to exercise. You got to drink clean water. And, and if, and if uh, my discussions behind the scenes with some people that know, say he actually has used and regularly uses silver as well for his immune system or to reduce a burden that he maybe perceives he still might have. Trying to find out if there really are COVID super dodgers in this NPR article. So they had some pathways. They had some maps out based on HIV. And, you know, it's from super. I just read this. I'm like, dude, these people are just out of their mind trying to figure this thing out. They say, well, maybe if it's not super dodgers, it could be mini dodgers. It's like the shortest person on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Is he a mini Dodger? What are you talking about? Mini Dodgers. Well, you don't have all the gene mutations. You have some of them to make you a mini Dodger. Again, going back to the to, to genetic determinism, whether it be by a, a, a random mutation or just some kind of strength in your genetic lineage, they're still fighting for that because it means they can engineer genetically engineer injections of synthetic mRNA that would supposedly cause manifestation of the genes that they say are the reason why there are super dodgers or mini dodgers. You see where the, you see where this is going, where they'd like it to go. They go into all of the details of, of, of various things that if you're not a scientist or interested in that, you'll gloss over and go, I'm, I'm just sleeping it on this point, but don't abandon the principles that can either get you there or save you from that mental it's a trap, so to speak. You know, you're going to be lost in the mental body and you'll never find your way out without divine intervention at that point. So I, I, this is a long, this is the longest, maybe, I don't even know if I call this a monologue, but just discussion point because Super Don sent me these two articles to open the show. I'm like, I can't go lightly into the, into the articles because they blame it on me. It brings so much Nike up. <laughs> that I'd like, I got to put a perspective on it historically, as well as to cross-reference the first article from wired at least went into the question of the immune system. Why are some people's immune systems working and others? Are- well, at least they acknowledge that, yes. right? They acknowledge yeah. that. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe the possibility could be this, mm-hmm. but you know, most of the time they don't want to go there. Yeah, no, because it, it, they want to come up with their own, you know, explanation because they're scientists. Well, it calls all the, uh, right? the, the research funds. You know, the Fauci-derived or directed research funds through NIH, uh, and it curtails them into a, a, a you know, acknowledged research uh, black hole that will never result in anything of... And there's no money in it no, yet. They yeah. really, they haven't tapped into... Because, you know, a lot of them, they say there's... The, the idea of boosting your immune system is malarkey. Yeah. You can't boost your immune system. Yeah. There's no such thing as boosting your immune system. That's all a bunch of... Bunch of hogwash. How about you know mod- modulating even if not boosting? Well, that that it's hard for them to to uh, argue about because there is science on that, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, you know the idea of well, 
food isn't medicine. Oh, that's just well, the, yeah. Crazy, and the point is, if we go crazy, people say super D. If we go back to Fauci directing funds, remember we go back to HIV and Peter Duesberg, who was featured on the show many times over the years, decides to conclude that there's no evidence that HIV is the cause of AIDS, and all of the research grants that he was never turned down for. In other words, they never said no to a Duesberg grant because he's such a brilliant scientist. Suddenly, he couldn't write a grant proposal that would get approved. Yeah. Because all monies went only to the HIV causation hypothesis from the moment Margaret Heckler from HHS came onto the stage and said, we found the probable cause of AIDS back in 1984. And uh, there, it, the probable cause? You think it is? And that's it. Shut down any other hypothesis, any other grant proposal that doesn't align with that belief is done. In fact, it's worse than that. We are going to Duesberg you, and we'll make Duesberg the example. He can't get a grant to save his life. The only reason he's still got a job because he already had tenure at UC Berkeley. And then we follow that pattern emerging many times over the years, including Wakefield, become Wakefield, because you've observed something, you've reported on the observation, but it flies in the face of the narrative that is vaccines are safe and effective. Vaccines are safe and effective, blah, 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 till you're a robot. Despite the fact Wakefield never said vaccines cause autism. He said, oh, look at this novel new form of uh, uh, what he called iatrogenic enterocolitis, inflammation of the gut. And we also seem to find the very strain that we find in the measles or MMR shot is there as well. Oh, could there be a link? Could there be a connection? Oh, by the way, these kids also were diagnosed on the autism spectrum. That was too close for comfort. That would mean that parents might start acknowledging what they're seeing with their own eyes. And doctors might also acknowledge, hey, what you're seeing with your own eyes is real. Instead, it was the opposite. Look what we're going to do to you, doctor. See what we did to Wakefield? If you acknowledge the causal link, even possibility of it, you're done. You're over. You're history. And most doctors don't have the courage of their convictions like an Andy Wakefield. They're a bunch of cowards, a bunch of wussies, a bunch of wimps who deserve whatever's coming to them. Because they participated in the mass wholesale slaughter of now generations of children via this synthetic injection, even before there was mRNA injections. The previous versions of what they call vaccines. The destruction of the millennial generation via jab into the autism spectrum. Oh, you can't say that, right? That's a reality. Now we go further with mRNA jabs. And what they'd like to make a booster every six months mandatory or alter the flu shot of old to the flu shot of new, which will be a universal one by mRNA technology. Who's going to be left to take them if they, if they succeed? 70% got the shot. According to the stats, if they're real, 30% in the U.S. didn't. Are those 30% are going to suddenly be convinced to get mRNA boosters for other things or any kind of shots? I, I don't think so. I think they've lost the argument. The only question is, will they have the capacity via force or threat of loss of life or liberty or freedom or jobs on and on the things that they did during the COVID crazy? If you don't get the jab, you can't work here. If you don't get the jab, you can't travel. And yes, there were people that said, you know what? Traveling is more important to me than the risk of my health. They, they were reluctant and they got it anyway. And now they're in trouble. Devastated. Maybe they didn't even survive it. The question is, what is the value of life? Is it worth sacrificing your life, your health, or that of your children because you want fill in the blank, a job, to travel, on and on it goes, to have access to your bank account? The question is, do you continue to rely on those 
standards, if you call them standards, to decide whether you will or won't get a future jab that'll be just as bad or worse? Or do you say, you know what, I'm going to reduce my vulnerability and it isn't about the, the thing they're jabbing me for because I'm not afraid of that anymore, right? Many of you aren't. But it's all of the vulnerability that you have because they got you by something. And that's why I say, you know, when I say look in the mirror and ask what you're afraid, what am I afraid of? Find out what that is, because that's what will be exploited to get you to get the jab you didn't want to get or you didn't get. But, oh, don't just you wait. They're going to make it harder and harder. Like we heard from certain government leaders, whether it be New Zealand, Australia, Canada, even Biden threatening, oh, you, you know, the pandemic of the not vaccinated and you're going to be a hard winner for you. And, you know, all of those that said, we want to make your life as difficult and miserable as possible. So you'll get the jab. Do you think they've given up on that dream, that nightmare for you? So the question is, how are you vulnerable still? Are you still tied into systems that they own and control? And if so, then, then by virtue of that ownership and control, it's not virtuous. They own and control you until you go, don't want it. Don't need it. I'm disconnecting. I'm at least minimizing my vulnerability to move forward in life so that they can do whatever they want. And I'll go. <laughs> I don't care. Go ahead. Similar, maybe to the Amish people, people that live simpler lives and they say, we're going to cut off your electricity. Like we've been doing fine without it. Like in Europe, they're all blaming Putin. Oh, it's nothing. It's just Putin or the environmentalists who are saying, well, man, we just got to stop this oil because it's going to kill us all. Well, the reality is I pointed out yesterday, once again, toxic poisons are the things we could align. All of us align. I go, yeah, let's reduce those. But the utilization of energy as we've become accustomed to it, to cut it off overnight means the death of billions of people. And if you're okay with that, I think you're, you're scum, but many people have not considered that that's the end result, even though it's clearly obvious people will die in mass when you shut down the free flow of energy that yes, costs something for most people, but relative to what it would cost tomorrow or the next day, based on what they're doing. Yeah. Their attempt is to kill you. And for all you earth muffin environmentalists that think you're saving the planet, you are killing your fellow man, woman, and child in a wanton, destructive manner in the name of saving the planet or people. We got to kill some people to save some people. I'm, I'm just saying it's just, it's warped because it's so far beyond logic. And we talk about all logic being lost. There's not a lot of logic happening in the environmentalist movement. That is really a subterfuge for one world government, communist, collectivist, socialist control over all of us. In the name and the guise of like, well, you're a good person because you love the earth. You love the environment. Now, if you don't buy into the globalist, uh, global warming or climate change nonsense, then suddenly you hate the earth. You hate the environment. You hate people. You want to see them dead. That's the irony. They've adopted the environmentalists have adopted the very thing they would claim we are because we don't believe in their global warming alarmism and or uh, climate change. You know, whatever they call it. you're a climate change denialist. No, climate changes all the time. Recognize that. Reduce toxic poisons. We're all going to be better off. Cut off energy. You're going to kill billions of people. How did I get into that story? Well, it relates not to the 5G tower story, which I'm going to pass on. Uh, but the fake food race. Oh yeah, that's it. I'm going to tie it into the fake food race. There's an article here from the defender by Dr. Mercola. He talks about why the fake food race is worth $3 trillion. Says once living animals are eliminated and replaced with patented plant derived alternatives, private companies will effectively control the food supply in its entirety. And those who control the food control the people. 
that, you know, that's it right there. It doesn't go much further than that. You, you're like, oh, you're a good person because you're not eating animals. You're, 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 you're going to eat lab derived synthetic food from plants. We're going to alter the plants and therefore we're going to genetically modify all of them to be able to grow in artificial environments with loads of glyphosate and everything else we can throw at it. And you're going to eat that and feel good because at least you didn't kill an animal. In the meantime, you're going to eat stuff that's going to kill you. It's going to reduce your vitality and functionality on this planet. Synthetic animal proteins derived how? Through genetic engineering. Fake blood, they call heme, which, by the way, uh, the Impossible Foods Company, I, it, this, that any health food store carries this. If you, if you have any relationship with any health food store, and I'm not talking Whole Foods, these big multi-billion dollar conglomerates, but if they're an independent mom and pop and they carry impossible foods just because they say, hey, some people want it, I'm sorry, their street cred as a health food store is over. Just saying it. And I would ask you to encourage you, please move away from Bill Gates foodstuffs. Fake meat. They want to approve in the EU and the UK this fake blood. Soy legomoglobin. SLH for short. We're considering approving it in Europe. EFSA is maybe approves it. Meanwhile, it, it argues against dietary supplements regularly, like Health Canada, like FDA. Fake blood to make your fake ground beef derived from synthetic genetically modified plant uh, proteins. They, they want you to have it look like a burger, bleed like a burger. And that's going to save us? That's going to save the planet? No, as Mercola says in this article, and I agree, it just ba basically gives control over these synthetic food conglomerate manufacturers. You think big pharma is bad? Big food is as evil, just as evil. And often it's the same companies, certainly owned by the same uh, companies, BlackRock and all of them. And how many of these superior vegetable type derived plant-based foodstuffs. How much glyphosate, how much of the pesticide burden is driven right into those foodstuffs? And you're saying, oh, you're an environmentalist because you don't eat animals? And you're, you're propping up Pfizer, you're propping up uh, Monsanto, which is now uh, Bayer, and all of these uh, companies that are artificially producing food that's not food? This is where I, I'm just like, I don't have a lot of respect for the leftist environmentalist earth muffins that have higher degrees and that try to lecture us how evil it is to eat meat, how wrong it is to eat meat. Whether you do or not, I'm not judging you based on that. I'm talking about if you are a vegetarian and you support this kind of stuff, there's, there's a screw loose. Or maybe it's no longer there. And you're lacking in certain key minerals or amino acids or vitamins. Which leads me to another article here from eatthis.com. That seems kind of rude, Super Don. Uh, a website said, eat this. Up yours. Yeah, I know. It's no. like, why, why don't you just put it up yours.com, right? Like, this, is this is actually a really good website. I, I find a lot of useful content on this website that goes into the newsletter yeah actually so the headline reads this is a good one the one nutrient you're probably missing for brain health and the foods that have it this is a good article really gives you some insight keep your brain sharp by including these foods in your everyday diet and of course oh my gosh it might include some things that are not necessarily vegetable origin 
But as you go through all of these, uh, let's say, preliminaries in here, they talk about the MIND diet, diet supporting brain health, the DASH diet, the Mediterranean diet, eating blueberries, having olive oil, great stuff. But they finally come down to the ingredient they want you to know about here, choline. Choline, brain-boosting nutrient that many are not eating, apparently. And it says that, um, let's see, oh, liver. Oh, we come back to liver. How about copper, right? Liver is only consumed in adequate amounts by about 10% of the U.S. population. Is it that high? 10% actually eat organ meats anymore? But choline is critical, and it doesn't mean you have to eat liver for choline, but there are other things that you can get it from. But according to the journal, the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, showed that among a cohort of 3,000 subjects, those who consume more choline appear to have a more profound reduced risk of developing Alzheimer's. How about that? Nutrient deficiency. It's not just about aluminum and mercury toxicity, however real those are. But how about looking on the other side of the equation? I would say selenium. I would add into the mix. I would add silica into the mix. But choline. Different study evaluating 2,000 people showed that low choline concentrations associated with poor cognitive performance. So it gives a list of things in terms of adequate intake. I don't know how accurate this is. This is from the NIH. Measured in milligrams, how much you need from birth all the way through pregnancy, lactation, and other things. But let's just go right to the source for those of you who aren't aware of this. Many of you are. Egg yolks, the, the, the bright yellow or orangey yellow yolks, hopefully from organically fed chickens and other things. That's a great source of choline. But, of course, we go to liver, beef, chicken, fish, oh, and soybeans. See, this is where you lose me. Even though you might find choline in soybeans, you better sure, if you're eating any soy at all, that it's organic, obviously non-GMO, and it is fermented or cultured. So it's altered in a way that is safe for consumption. And some people say, oh, it's not even safe then. I'm not going to go into that right now. But they do list some vegetarian foods, cauliflower, peanuts, quinoa, potatoes, but just not as much as you might need in terms of the ease of access or supplementing from whole food sourced ingredients. A lot of the B complexes may have some choline as well, but eggs are the easiest thing. And sometimes vegetarians will do eggs and not the vegans. I know, but some vegetarians will. So make sure to have that in you. All right, super D anything jump out at you on uh, the, the they, they talk about now they're trying promoting different things that have it more products. I'm not getting into the product specific, but in a general sense, what have we talked about here? Um, anybody on the show, watching the show, this unplugged show, is anybody here? Is anybody in the uh, chat room at all? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some people here. This whole first hour, I could have been talking to you, Super D, just you and Dude, me. That's, this is the longest you've gone in a really long time. I kind of miss this sometimes. Well, you, you know what? When we have guests, obviously I can't. I do a shorter version right. because I really want to bring to you insights and opinions and perspectives from people that we don't get to talk to every day and right. that's i think the part of the charm of the show is i'm interested in people i like to hear i like to learn from folks and know their perspectives and like yesterday with our, our new friend from israel sharing what she's seeing on the ground and asking her things that maybe she hadn't been asked before for me that's fascinating but there are times you're right super d where we need to come back and go oh yeah it's the robert scott bell show what does robert think hey it's robert scott bell yeah and as long as super don says keep going i'll keep going Keep going. All right, keep going. Yeah, that was good stuff. What I missed? Good, good, good first hour. Really enjoyed this. 
All Robert, all the time. Good, yeah, you know, good opening stories about uh, the whole gene thing versus, hey, how about your immune system? And, of course, what does it take to have a proper immune function? We'll continue talking about that from time to time, of course. I think it's important. So how about we do uh, here before the end of the hour, we'll do a quick sneak peek here on okay. what the poll was this morning that went out with the newsletter. And it ties right into what we were talking about in the uh, the beginning of the show. The first oh, yeah, article. right. How many people do you know who haven't had COVID? A whole bunch, a few, not many, none, not sure. Now, I, I know what I would have to say simply because there's so many complexities to had or not had COVID, right? Are you going to be that guy? Of course I would be that guy. You're you know, going to be that guy. guy. I'm telling you, I was surprised because when I put this out, I was waiting for that one guy to call, yeah. right, and leave yeah. me a voicemail. I'm sorry, I cannot answer your question because the answers are not accurate since there is no such thing as COVID. Right. Uh, it's right. not possible that I could know anybody who's I, I didn't. It. This time I didn't call and say that. Just so no? You know. Okay. Yeah. All right. But thanks I for thinking that. of me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll look forward to revealing the uh, the poll question responses. And if, yep. if you're not getting the newsletter, just text RSB to 22828. Or if you're out around the country, around the world where you don't can't do that, just go to robertscottbell.com, sign up for email alerts, which are basically newsletters uh, from Super Don. And upcoming events, too. Also, You just, you just can't get what? past the email alert thing. I know. You? It's an email alert. It's just whatever. But also, we talked about pesticides in so-called synthetic vegetables or vegetarian sources of impossible burgers and things. How about uh, no? How about yes to Orange Guard? How about utilizing simple, safe ingredients like delimine? That's right. OrangeGuard.com. You can use I love the pictures coming out. I want to see more. Y'all go to the local Ace Hardware. Go to your local Whole Foods. Get some Orange Guard and take a picture. And send it into Super Don. Ask RSB at gmail.com, and we'll eventually do a giveaway. And uh, wonderful, wonderful product. Doing great, great work for making your house smell nice and taking care of the little pesky ants and roaches and aphids and skeeters, perhaps, but not harming cats and dogs and kids. Safe to use for organic agriculture. Omri listed. Uh, also, upcoming events, Super D. Do we have some? I think we do. We're going back and forth with the Chamberlain's group, and we have definitely... They're working on a banner that, or, or like a flyer that we can promote for the Orlando metro area on the 4th and the 5th of October. I'll be speaking in Orlando area at two different Chamberlain stores. So if you haven't uh, uh, checked out the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com, there it is. Super D's got it. And uh, we have, of course, coming up very soon, the 23rd and 24th, United States Health Freedom Congress. And look forward to seeing you there. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Paul Bertero. He's going to supply an echo water machine that I'll have with me, and we will be dishing up, or how do you say it, filtering out all the water and putting some hydrogen in it. So everybody will drink clean water with hydrogen, echo water, at that event. Also, my friends at uh, Natural Immunogenics are sending up a bottle of Sovereign Copper for at least the first 100 attendees, voting and non-voting members, uh, and bag stuffers. So you'll have some, some really goodies, a lot of goodies coming in through those that are supporting it. Uh, and uh, I really encourage you to go there. Minneapolis-St. Paul, uh, the Hilton outside of the airport there at um, oh, 23rd and 24th of uh, September. That's this month. Then uh, we got a, a week off, and then we go back to Orlando. And before we get to the Health and Freedom Summit and Expo, again, the 4th and the 5th, I'll be at uh, Chamberlain's, I think, Lake Mary on the 4th, and on the 5th, the Chamberlain's on East Colonial. These are Orlando 
based health food stores Aikens out of Oklahoma are the owners of the Chamberlain stores and I've done lectures there before but it's been many years so I look forward to seeing you there in the Orlando metro area and then we got the health and freedom summit and expo the wellness parenting revolutions doctors Terry and Stu Warner and that's the 6th 7th 8th and 9th because uh, we have the uh, the nurse freedom network as well Kimberly Overton's got something on the 6th Higher Regency Orlando Florida Orlando area and loads of fun we're going to have together a great reunion then we come home and go back out again this is the big one the health freedom expo the health freedom expo tinley park convention center just outside of chicago far enough that i'm going to be there jonathan emord's going to be there many of our friends are going to be there and it's a great reunion i'd love to see you there too and uh brian hooker diane miller oh morley robbins will be back judy mikovitz this is an amazing weekend tracy strout so many wonderful people I want to see there. Uh, Ty and Charlene Bollinger as well. They'll, Ty and Charlene, by the way, will be at the uh, uh, National Health Freedom Congress. So you want to be there in Minneapolis too. So we got a lo- lot of events. And then the following week, and Superdon has put it in the right order, October 22nd at the Health Hut, they've got a big health freedom event that I'll be keynoting and I'll be speaking on silver and copper and freedom issues. And I look forward to seeing you there. And maybe some of my friends from Nutritional Frontiers like Joe Messino and the gang may show up if they're not already doing an event somewhere else. And uh, what is that? I can't see that. It's too small, Super Don. Can you put it full screen? I was just noting somebody did a typo on the on the thing there. It's oh. not James Licensweiler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Dr. Jack is going to be there. So yes. Scott Shoemaker is going to be there. Our buddy Scott. I haven't seen him in a while as hey. well. This is going to be an amazing event. A day, One day. It's not a full day. So uh, it'll be on the 22nd of October from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, and that's outside of Pittsburgh, uh, Beaver, Pennsylvania, Beaver Falls, wherever. And I'd love for you to be there. Let's sell this thing out. Let's make it a standing room only event. And uh, there you go. There's our upcoming events. Um, shout out to everybody here in the audience doing the RSB show unplugged version. Just you, me, and Super D. If you have questions or comments, submit them either at the site, website, or in the chat room. We'll take a look at that. And let me see, what am I planning to do an hour or two? And if you don't like it, I blame Super Don. If you like it, it's all me. <laughs> what, what is the greatest domestic threat in America? Yesterday, it was a thanks to Murdoch's question. I went through some of the details of why I say the most dangerous thing you can have in America is really good medical insurance. The answer to this question, though, what is the greatest domestic threat in America is different. It's a different answer. So we'll get to that. Also, an update on Aaron Rodgers quarterback for the um, Green Bay Packers. Dude, I like this guy more every time he speaks. We'll talk about what he said to Bill Maher on his podcast about what California's response to COVID was. Then Biden's cancer moonshot, Monsanto Bayer's attack on the 30,000 Roundup cancer victims, and then finally the Royal We Keeper, which I made a mistake on. It is the Royal Beekeeper. (laughs) I, I don't know if Charles has a Royal Beekeeper. I don't know. Sorry, everybody at UK Health Radio. Don't mean to offend. It wouldn't surprise me. But that's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, remember that? Was it in Coming to America? Uh, Yes. Eddie Murphy movie? Yes. The Royal something or other. I don't know what it was. Yes. Yes. I do remember that. You don't want me to say any more? Say no more? No. Okay, I won't say any more. Kid-friendly show. You're the one that took it there, by the way. I did. Just for the record. Just for the record. It wasn't me. So now you're blaming me for something you don't want to take credit for. Do you want to be the royal beekeeper? <laughs> Not really. Do you wear? A oh my hat? gosh! It's the royal beekeeper. Be the change. Be the change. This is the Robert Scott Bell Show. 
live two hours a day, six days a week. Actually, pre-recorded one of those hours anyway sometimes on Sundays for our broadcast syndicated show on GCN. But uh, glad you're here. Share the show. We'll be back with a powerful hour two after this because the power to heal is yours. Scott Bell Show. For those of you who still do some of the social media networks, uh, we are temporarily, at least pleasant, presently not banned on Facebook, weirdly enough. Uh, many of you tend to watch there because it's easy. That's cool. Uh, we're also streaming out through Twitter, believe it or not, at RS Bell Media. If you want to follow Super Don, it's at It's Super Don, I-T-S Super Don. Uh, and you can stay connected that way, or you can just leave us messages on the toll-free number, 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. And uh, we love to hear from you and we'll ha be happy to play your message on the air. Unless you say, please don't play it on the air. We won't then. Of course, we'll honor that. Uh, in the meantime, we got a whole other hour of broadcast healing to wrap up today's show and then a little bit of a bonus round. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for being here. Um, I forget who was in the chat room. I apologize. Somebody had mentioned about the we were talking about choline and one of the great sources of choline, of course, uh, egg yolk. And yet, oh, there's so much cholesterol in there, but cholesterol doesn't cause problems. It's very necessary for a lot of vital functions, including brain and neurological health, uh, but choline as well. If you're going to do the eggs, make sure the, uh, the yolk is runny. Don't cook it till it's solid. Uh, that will uh, alter, you know, the access to the things that we're talking about here. And I'm not saying you have to drink an entire raw egg like Rocky. Some people do, but at least keep the yolks runny and then you'll get that choline benefit uh, from the eggs. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about the threats to America, domestic threats to America in just a moment as well. Uh, one again, once again, shout out. I love that that piece we just saw at the top of the hour with Joe Messino talking about the certified organic CBD hemp products that we utilize here on the Robert Scott Bell Show from Nutritional Frontiers. There's one. There you go. As he said, go to CBDNF.com, enter the code RSB15 when you check out, and you'll get 15% off even sale items, whether it be the tinctures or the transdermal the encapsulated hemp boost or the gummies, this stuff is awesome. And it's, it's really consistent. It's third-party verified and validated as well. And super, super clean. That's important when choosing a hemp CBD product to consume. Also, uh, you can uh, sign up there to become part of their Nutritional Frontiers customer base. And if you mention the Robert Scott Bell Show, they'll often send you, if you're in the United States, a nice sample pack, like a goodie bag. And you can get a picture with the goodies, send it into Superdon, askrsb at gmail.com and we do occasionally giveaways i'm still holding out i'm just i'm thinking we haven't reached everybody yet and i'm waiting i'm waiting but we're going to do another giveaway soon uh, also we said that for the orange uh orange guard orangeguard.com as well all right super d any other announcements as we crank up the unplugged edition hour two you me and super d and uh so far we're not that lonely so that's a good good sign mm -hmm. feeling pretty good well, if you keep track of things like the stock market, I just got a, a, an alert here that apparently mm. it didn't do well today. <laughs> the uh, worse since June uh, 2020. They, they, apparently, inflation is uh, worse and not getting uh, it's not getting better like Biden was hoping it would. Mm -hmm. uh, even though the gas prices have gone down, 
Yeah. Uh, that inflation is still higher than it should be, and apparently the Dow had a. Had a I thought really, they solved it with their spending bill that they called an inflation reduction. The Act. inflation reduction. Apparently, it's not not working yeah. yet. Yeah. Worst day since twenty June. 20. And look, if you're playing in the stock market, that's legalized gambling. And look, knock yourself out if that's where you want to be. But I think that uh, having things of, of value and substance that you can hold on to that don't rely on banking systems that will shut you down when they realize you're not a good little citizen behaving properly because you believe things you're not supposed to believe about COVID and other things. Uh, you might believe in uh, certain Christian values. Like, oh, well, that's going to that's gonna dock you. You're not going to have access to your account. Again, I'm not... This is, used, used to be considered science fiction conspiracy theorizing. These are the things that you now know are happening already or inevitable to happen much worse in the full digital economy and digitizing your identity and digitizing healthcare as well, which is what they want to do. Various test cases like Israel. Uh, Utah has something called One Utah they're trying to implement by subterfuge, secreting these things out where the multinational corporations in cahoots with government are doing what? They're colluding to digitize all healthcare delivery so that it can be monopolized even further and no one will be allowed to use Dr. Christopher's herbs. I'm not picking on that, but just an example. You're never going to get that, obviously, in the healthcare system of America, much less any collectivized socialized system. It's all going to be about drugs, vaccines, and surgery, the monopoly of the allopathic church, pharmacia. You know, I don't have to explain that anymore. So Something else. One more thing I'll throw in here in addition to the uh, stock market situation. I just saw this here. The Mm -hmm. Consumer Price Index report came out today Yeah, and shows that the price of food, the inflation uh, as it applies to food, is the highest since 1979. And I believe it. Yeah, I know you don't go shopping. I know, no, but, but I hear from from people who do. Holy and including crap, my wife. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Food is so expensive right now, it's ridiculous. Well, and how is it going to get cheaper? I mean, what are they going to do to make it cheaper? Seriously, while they're attacking farmers for producing food and wanting them to stop producing their food, so we'll all buy a genetically modified fake meat with fake blood. That's right. Hot dogs and top ramen, man. Right? You know? Super D, I my my do- my let's see who was it? Oh, my wife. Yes, she went out to uh, get some stuff uh, today, including some pet food for the cat. And uh, it was like triple what we used to pay for it. Triple. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, so what's going to happen, of course, to these animals, people are going to be like, I can't afford to feed the animals. Or they're going to feed them really toxic food that we've warned against and then create animal diseases, but they won't be able to take them to the vet. And then what happens, right? It's on and on this, this spiral goes. And it's true of people, too, who say, oh, my gosh, look at how expensive that food is. Let me eat the the, the refined processed top ramen with no minerals in it just for calories and create diabetes or other or conditions that you have no money to pay for for medicine that you really don't need because you're deficient in the minerals that are not in the food that is costing triple or quadruple the price. But when you're quadrupling a 25-cent ramen packet to a dollar, you're like, well, oh, I can still get that versus some other food that might actually, you know what I'm saying? This is something that's happening before our very eyes. I'm not it's the only one. It's a big catch planet. 22 for a lot of people. It is. Where are you? I don't see you. No, I'm hiding. How come you're not in here? I'm fine. Dude. There you are. All right. I was like, you're feeling this voice. lonely on the screen there. John's voice. <laughs> just some, just some... Anyway, yes, the voice of God. Right. Um. Yeah, it's a catch 22. It mm-hmm. is for a lot of people. Um, but then I, what is I, I whine about it a lot, but I mean, it's just, I'm, I, I'm the one typically, you know, it's funny because with yeah. you, you stay home and the wife goes, 
and I have a tendency to be the one that goes into the store, you mm -hmm. know, uh, and so I see this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, you get out to the car with the, with, with, you're holding the food in one hand and the receipt in the other hand, and you're looking at it and you're going, yeah, how does that something's equate? not right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This does not make sense. I don't understand what's going on here. So Super D, everything you you grew, you realize you saved, you know, money. Oh yeah. Those things. Yeah. Dude, and, we've been eating tomatoes like yep. been been abundant, yeah. Like you would not believe, yeah. Yeah. So I, I look we've been talking about it for years, more intently than ever recently, of course. And you you can't say you weren't warned. For those of you who haven't readjusted your value system to place the highest value on that, which will genuinely sustain you in life, you look, people are cutting back on a lot of, uh, what do they call those optional things? Because all of that money, that budget now has to go into the basic life-sustaining things. And if you think the government's going to save you come winter or spring, if you find out what's really happening as far as production, farming, etc., these are things I don't want to consider, but I have to. We have to talk about it. And so if you haven't, you know, thrown every little bit of extra you have into some sort of food preservation or storage for, you know, times when things go. Look at, uh, you know, Marjorie Wildcraft has been with us a number of times. And we, we talked to you about going to rsbfood.com, learning about these things before it's too late. And it's too late when you start, have to start eating your pets. I don't want that. That's a Venezuela thing under socialism and all the things that happened there. So um, what is the greatest danger or threat to America? I mean, you could say it's hunger. I mean, that's already happened in other places. But what is facilitating the hunger? It's government. What is facilitating the lack of affordability of food that you used to be able to get and not think as much about? It's government. Why do I say that? It's like, oh, he's an anti-government terrorist, right? This is what they'd like you to believe. If anybody says this. By the way, it's not just me saying it. Many people have over the years. In fact, in fact our founding fathers warned us the greatest threat to liberty would be a domestic threat and not from people who believe or have good judeo-christian values or on and on don't use pronouns right whatever it would be from government mandates and prohibitions the lust for power that man and perhaps woman has when they serve in government removed or absolved from any liability for their action they become great evil doers and government is well, some say an, a, a necessary evil, but if we don't constrain it and bind it down by the change of the Constitution, which we haven't for a long time, what are we left with? A government out of control being utilized to enslave the people, starve the people, kill the people. And whether it be supranational governments, non-governmental organizations that have captured your government, like in Canada, Trudeau and his cabinet, all WEF lackeys, for instance. Maybe there are some exceptions there. I don't know. But this article in the Organic Prepper says it right. Commentary opinion. Daisy Luther. Yes, there is a domestic threat in America. It's our own government. And if you're just waking up to that, welcome. I hope it's not too late. Joe Biden casting all Trump supporters as villains. The attacks on dissent nearly constant. Celebrities praised by, by uh, media outlets for walking away from their families, their own families over politics. Oh, yeah, I proudly walked away from my ignorant cousin or aunt or uncle or dad or mom or son or daughter. I mean, how horrific is this? The great divider, Biden. Yeah, remember, I'm a uniter, not a divider. Was that, was that Obama? No. Divide him. Divisive. All of this divisive speech. 
everything meant to divide us, to cause us to hate one another, to fear one another, to strike out at one another. That's not a normal thing. I mean, if you are interacting in a community, your first thought is not, how can I harm and kill people? It's like, how do I get along? Let me find out. What do they need? What do I have? Let's find out how to get along. But now, you know, we just had 9-11 21 years later. And the, the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Mark Warner, Senator Mark Warner. Uh, <laughs> Warner said on Face the Nation, I remember as most Americans do where they were on 9-11. I was in the middle of a political campaign and suddenly the differences with my opponent seemed very small in comparison and our country came together. And in many ways, we defeated the terrorists because of the resilience of the American public, because our intelligence communities and we are safer, better prepared. Then he says this, the stunning thing to me is here we are 20 years later and the attack on the symbol of our democracy was not coming from terrorists, but it came literally from insurgents attacking the Capitol on January 6th. Again, this, as far as I know, is he a Republican? He's not a Democrat. Maybe he's a Democrat. I don't know. But does it matter at this point when they make accusations of people who were upset about what was happening on January 6th and they entered freely into the Capitol because they were let in? And that's an insurrection. And you have Republicans and Democrats lining up on that establishment, of course. Calling those who believe in limited government, the Constitution. Of course, this guy talks about a symbol of our democracy. The attack on a symbol of our democracy. It's like we're not even supposed to be a democracy. How many times do we have to say this? And, and it matters. Unless words don't matter and definitions don't matter, then, of course, you're living in Orwell's reality. And this is a perpetual 1984 scenario. Tulsi Gabbard has said a lot of things we agree with. Coming from the Democrat left side, she served in the military. She said the biggest threat to our country right now is the politicians and the public figures telling us how much we should hate and fear each other. Isn't that obvious? Who doesn't see this? Who doesn't know this? Well, apparently, the establishment leftists of the Democratic Party of New York and California who are continuing to strike out against anybody who speaks out against COVID lockdowns and shutdowns and masks and mandatory vaccinations, et cetera, that are not vaccines. Where are those that are saying, you know what? We, we got more in common than we have that divides us. And we're better off finding out what that is and enjoying that. And then, yeah, dealing with disagreements in other ways. But to simply look at someone who happens to like Trump or is a Republican or votes Republican as the great enemy that is going to destroy America. I mean, this is divisive language. And yes, it's true. There's guilt on both sides of the political spectrum. I don't deny it. Right now, it's predominantly coming from the political left, not exclusively, but predominantly. I have to acknowledge that. And this is what makes me like sports and Aaron Rodgers more every day. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is cool. And this is my, you know, I, I, I'm not digging on anybody who's like, I gave up on sports because it's a waste of time. I get it. Super Don, you and me, we enjoy the escape of it. Occasionally, you know, we're all in. It was a great weekend for football. It was. And you did. By the way, did you see your Falcons uh, and the Saints? Uh, or actually, you were gone over the weekend. Yeah, no, I caught it after the fact, but yeah. apparently, you know, the, it's a new regime in, in Atlanta, Falconland, and it's not and Matt Ryan and, anymore. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's changes in with the new, new Orleans as well. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's always so. good games between those two teams. Um, but at the last minute, I think uh, New Orleans won. But Aaron Rodgers, uh, again, as a quarterback, one of the greatest quarterbacks, 
uh, is uh, very outspoken. He talks about uh, off-season. I think he's done ayahuasca or, or boga or something. Like, he's done vision things, and he's a freedom guy. He's more of a libertarian, small-L libertarian guy. He believes in freedom, and he was on a podcast. Apparently, Bill Maher has a podcast. And he says to Maher, California's strict COVID-19 rules destroyed small businesses in his hometown. Is there anybody that would argue that that's not true? It's clearly true. Apparently, Mars' thing is called Club Random. And he slams the state of California. He said the state's going to, I'm just going to say crap, but I'm hanging on Roger's head you know, in this article. He, he, he keeps it real. He does. Yeah. When he talks. Yeah. He, sta- he, he chastised California officials for the coronavirus prevention tactics. He said, I grew up in a small town. Very little cases up in Chico, California, but all the small businesses, effing gone, he says. Effing gone. An estimated 40,000 small businesses in California were closed September 2020, more than any other state since the beginning of the pandemic, according to a report published uh, by Yelp. At the time, half of those companies were permanently shuttered. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, And Rogers also blasted Governor Galvin Newsom for his bill AB 2098. We've covered that. That would make spreading misinformation or disinformation a punishable offense by a physician or surgeon. Rogers says, I don't believe the government should have any control over what we do with our bodies. Oh, outrageous, Aaron Rodgers. You believe you should control what goes into your body and not some government bureaucrat or president or senator or governor? Oh, outrageous. Who would like Aaron Rodgers after a statement like question is who wouldn't uh and he was interviewed by joe rogan and said similar things he, and he's been very outspoken about the nfl trying to shame players and then he ends with the great mlk martin luther king said you have a moral obligation to object to unjust rules and rules that make no sense and that, that's not only martin luther king others have said that but it's it's very valid and true and of course they're going to say oh cultural appropriation he's a white guy from california how could he reference mlk i mean that's the absurdity of where it would go instead of acknowledging the good people and the great insights that we've gotten from people of all colors faiths backgrounds religion all of that it's like no no we've got to divide again they'll attack him on that oh he's a white supremacist now I, i won't be surprised if somebody doesn't claim that somebody would claim that probably so, from a sports perspective, did you try out your uh, so-called red zone? You got to see all the... I did. I watched uh, the, well, not quite seven hours because I had to run out to the barbecue because we had people okay. over. But You had uh, a cookout. Okay. For the most part. For the most part. Um, got to watch red zone yesterday. It was really cool. So, that was this... Because remember last week you thought it was starting and it started a week later, so... Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of... It was kind of disappointed last week. I was all ready. So, yeah. But... If you don't know what Red Zone is, it's a it's a show uh, on Sundays where what happens is you know you can have like eight games going on all at the same time, and what they'll do is they'll take uh, take all of like the best plays in each game as they're happening and show them to you. It's just like boom, 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 boom. So you're not sitting there sitting there for the whole game and watching the commercials and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just as soon as a, a, a you know a great play happens, they go right to it and they show you and then they go to another game and show you what's going on there and then go to another game. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda like it's it's like football on crack. It's just you're just like constantly just like, you know, trying to Well that's to keep a great argument for getting your kids to watch football. It's great. It, no. It's, it's all right, look fun. Look, everybody, don't judge. Don't be judgy. We have our thing, and we can enjoy can life, judge. too. I don't care. 
We look, we're talking about very serious issues, obviously, all the time we cover. And there's got to be a, an escape valve. There's got to be time, as I mentioned, to enjoy life, to find those loving, however you see moments. fit. Yeah. And it's up to you. And I'm not going to, uh, this is not a place where we, this is a, no judgment, judgment free zone. No, we make judgments all the time. But regarding, you know, finding things that you enjoy in life, too. That's why I, don't, I just don't do doom and gloom. Your, your yesterday's a poll question was about doom. Doom scrolling. Doom scrolling, yeah. Yes. Getting lost and hung up in that, and it's very easy to do. And some of you acknowledge uh, that as well. And I don't want you to do that. I don't think that's uplifting or, or really helpful in the long run. Yes, we can acknowledge things we don't like going on. And we can even attempt to communicate with those that have a hard time communicating. I always try to find humorous ways or ways to make bridges uh, with people. You know, one of uh, the, the folks I was interacting with over the weekend, very much, uh, you know, in, involved in the, in the environmental movement, believing it's, you know, the, the oil companies are doing it all. And I'm just like pointing out some what I think is obvious about the, the damage to the environment coming from pollution being a toxic issue not a warming or climate change issue, but it's like they're very hung up on that. And then they think still that the answer to that is batteries, windmills. And uh, what's the other thing that they say is, is supposedly good? Wind and solar, right? Solar. solar. solar and I bring up the point that, yeah, if you want to give China all your money, they control 80% of all solar panels, windmills almost 100%. Oh, no, that's not true. It's like, dude, it is. You haven't done the homework. Well, they are fed things from NPR still. And they don't do the homework. They just accept what they're told still to this day. Very intelligent people. I'm not talking low IQ people, but I'm saying the people that have really considered but not considered the fullness of any argument. And so we're still dealing with a lot of, uh, let's say, stress and trying to communicate with people that are otherwise good people. They, they really believe they want to do right. Super Don, I don't believe that these people that are pro-environment are evil, mean people. They, they, they have an intent that is nice, They're but the execution of it oh, is yeah. the execution of millions and billions of people. And they haven't considered that. That's clear. You're like, what? What are you talking about? No, think about it this way. If you do what you say you want to do in terms of stopping oil, you will kill billions of people. I don't think that's arguable because of our dependence on it. If you want to gradually reduce dependence on it organically, then come up with market solutions and freedom that lend people to go a direction because it's more affordable, it's more efficient, and on and on it goes. And in freedom, they might even pay more because they feel better about it, but not because they're coerced or deceived. The fact that we've been coerced and deceived means that now they're not going to believe anything you say. They, ha they don't think about that long term, like the forceful uh, COVID jabs. It's like now people are questioning all jabs. We warned them yeah. if they had just said, hey, here it is. Here's the honest truth about it. You're still going to get a lot of people and you just leave the other people alone. And probably a lot more people would not know about the danger of all jabs, not just COVID-19 ones. They basically did us a huge yeah. favor. And they, yeah. they accelerated <laughs> they the awareness. Yeah. And they keep doing it. So we just shouldn't, uh, mm -hmm. we shouldn't uh, give them any advice. Yeah. Carol Furman is asking, where can I find the Super Don chicken recipe? What? Oh, yeah. You're, you, didn't that's, you have that's that from your wife? That's my wife's recipe. Yeah. That was in the show notes the day that we answered the question. Okay, so are you getting the newsletter? Because it would have been would have been included in the newsletter? Would you have sent it no, out? No, I don't think it was in the, I didn't put that specifically in the newsletter. It was in the... Um, I'm assuming Carol's the one that asked the question. Mm -hmm. 
So I would have to go back and find out what what date I was. I'll look. I'll look and see. I'll I'll, I'll find it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'll let you know. Okay. Before the show's over. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, let's see. All right. Else? So let's go. Just just from I know we touched on the Biden thing yesterday. That mm-hmm. and we we actually got to see kind of see some of it live mm-hmm. as it was happening where he was doing the cancer moonshot. But okay. what we didn't have were the details. Okay. And I thought maybe we could take just a minute here to kind of go over what exactly is this cancer moonshot thing okay. that, uh, that he talked about for, you know, an hour yesterday. Cancer moonshot, that's code word for chemo up the butt. Just saying. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, Colon cancer. Yes. So you got re- to read between the, uh, the crevices? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Read yes. between the cheeks. What? Okay, stop it. Go Actually, ahead, you know what? I think right. the cancer moonshot on the whole uh, feels yeah. good, right? Yeah, on the whole, it does, along with preparation. Yeah. Well, I, let's right. stop. Just stop. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but funny enough, the cancer moonshot, according to Biden or whoever he is, says is one of the reasons he ran for president. Remember he came up with this or, or, or Obama said, here, read this script about a cancer moonshot while you're vice president. I remember right. that. That was a big deal. Right. And uh, how many times do we have to explain to you and maybe this audience is already here. You're like, I've already heard this a million times, Robert. Don't tell me again. But basically, all of the promotion and money's raised for traditional, what they call, a, a pro- officially approved cancer research goes to various forms of chemo, radiation, and surgery, and or now genetic modification therapies. No. Nothing holistic. What is this uh, uh, paragraph you've highlighted? Here? Well, I mean, I'm just, you know. So apparently before the speech happened, Mm-hmm. In addition to what we talked about yesterday, where we saw the article come out talking about how they suddenly discovered that car exhaust can lead to lung cancer, mm-hmm. which I, again, I refuse to believe is a coincidence. I mm-hmm. think that they're going to tie that in somehow into this and say, okay, look, you know, we just found out that, you know, if you suck on a tailpipe, it's yeah. bad for you. So, yeah. so we need to have electric cars. We'll see. That's I my prediction. Right, we, it was like another reason we can go, hey, we got to stop uh, automobiles. As if we didn't already know that. Yeah. I mean, come on. We already knew that car exhaust and smog and all that stuff leads to disease. Mm-hmm. But they're acting like it's some amazing thing they discovered yesterday. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently ahead of the speech yesterday for the moonshot, he announced a new, we got a new agency, Robert. We got oh, the ARPA-H now. It's like we, we don't have on, enough. DARPA we, on cancer steroids. <laughs> we don't have enough acronyms in government yet. No. Uh, the Advanced Research Projects Agency for Health. Yeah. Now it's is, HARPA is a instead thing. of DARPA. Yeah, but and it's HARPA. It says here their singular purpose is to drive breakthroughs to prevent, detect, and treat diseases including cancer. So not even just not just cancer, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, diabetes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Do you understand why it's accurate to say the greatest single threat, domestic threat to Americans, is the government? They're coming up with new ways to declare war on your body through what? Under the guise of we're going to cure cancer or Alzheimer's or diabetes. We already know how to cure those things. And it doesn't involve ARPA-H or DARPA or HARPA. But, well, you wouldn't know it if you were watching uh, Biden's speech and if you pay no attention to new media. If you don't listen to the Robert Scott Bell show, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're going to do it. They're finally going to do it. This time, that's really going to happen. Lucy's not going to move the football. So let's apply a little more skepticism here to the equation. Biden also announced he's signing a new executive order. Not yet, it's an executive order. Yeah. That launches a national biotechnology and biomanufacturing initiative. That would be NBBI. 
to help ensure that the technology that will help end cancer is made in America. Well, okay. Made in America. What right? is ironic about that is that the biotechnology and biomanufacturing uh, industry is one of the primary causes of cancer. Oh. Yeah. Whoops. So, yeah. So they're going <laughs> to make sure that it's made in America. Cancer is now made in America, officially, thanks to Biden. And then, of course, you know, because he's doing his best to try and put any kind of positive spin on his presidency and his administration. Yeah. He uh, claims that the uh, the creation of these new technologies for cancer treatments through the National Biotechnology and Biomanufacturing Initiative mm-hmm. will do what? Create mm-hmm. jobs. It's going to yes. create jobs. Well, how does it strengthen supply chains? And strengthen supply chains. I, I mean, that's like, wow, let's throw that in there, too. Now, what, what jobs would it create? It would create jobs, what, treating cancer that they cause. So it's not only 20% of the gross domestic product being in disease management and care, but it'll go to the 30, 40, 50%. The entire economy of the United States will be based on the printing of Federal Reserve notes out of thin air to pay for the pharmaceutical industrial complex products, services, doctors, nurses who are still willing to experiment on humans and destroy them and cause cancer. And kill them mm-hmm. with cancer therapies. Is that cynical? No, I think that's realistic. Right. We already know the causes of cancer. We already know that he is institutionalizing American-made causes of cancer, like biotech industry, to create jobs to manage the diseases they create. And guess who profits? Not the American people. Nope. The world government that is in bed with Big Pharma. And let me just end on on the, the one the thing that I and I, I ranted about this not too terribly long ago. Okay. And I'm gonna do it again, because this gets under my skin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. The goal is to cut cancer deaths in half in the next 25 years. Well, that sounds great, doesn't it? going to cut cancer deaths in half in the next 25 years. Here's the problem. He's not even going to be around in 25 years. Mm-hmm. His presidency is going to be over, hopefully, in two. Some, some say he's not even here right now. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me nuts when these guys put in these, these, these things and look, and by 2020, 2052, mm-hmm. we're going to do... Shut up. It's never going to happen. None of these projections, these these predictions, these legislative bills that they, they they pass, these executive orders where they say they're going to accomplish something in the next fifty years, none of those things have ever happened. Ever, they've never happened. This is just a bunch of BS that they're trying to razzle dazzle people to make them think that what they're doing is super important and needs to be passed, and they should get a, a clap and they should get some political points, in the, you know, right before an election. Because they're saying that they're going to do something that's going to happen 30 years from now or whatever like that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be happening because of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so it drives me crazy when they do these things where they're just like, by 20, in the next 25 years, dude, you're going to be dead in 25 years. It's always there's going to about... Have, there's going to have been five different presidents by the time this date comes around that you've put out there. And you're not going to happen just because of what they, you said, Robert. They will, They're creating yep. cancer. Right, exactly. They, they, they profit from the creation of cancer. They are, uh, look, they're trying to scam you as they've ch- scammed previous generations. We became enamored with medicine and technology. Razzle-dazzled. You said it very well, Super D. And uh, I don't think here that people are razzle-dazzled in the same way. 
and there are more people that are not. So the question is, are these the last dying gasps of not only Biden, but that which he represents? And that the only way they can continue to move forward on the things they're trying to do is through more violence and deception and lies and on and on the division would go. Fomenting hatred among fellow Americans, dividing people along lines of disagreement that may genuinely exist that normally wouldn't divide us as Americans. It would just, you know, we'd engage in debate and discussion about it and we'd get through it. We'd get beyond it. We'd be better for it. And so moving forward, question is, how much are you supporting the very thing that is the greatest threat to your life, liberty and property in America, the greatest domestic threat to your life, to your liberty and your property? It's the current de facto government that exists that calls itself the United States, the bankrupt incorporation corporation. Are you obligated to fund your enslavement and capture capturing much less your ongoing prison internment in a United States prison? And I'm not talking about necessarily four walls with bars on it, but the prison that is kind of bestowed on you by virtue of your birth and numbering your children like cattle, where they become collateralized for a debt that can never be repaid, never is intended to be repaid. In fact, just perpetual debt. Debt is slavery. And we come back to the monetary system that isn't even uh, from the de jure United States, but from the corporate one related, well, to international banking groups, Federal Reserve, International Monetary Fund, World Bank. When do you realize that your participation in those institutions is actually facilitating your own demise and not providing opportunity like you thought? Well, whenever you get there, you get there. I'm just here to share with you the causal links. You know, you know, if Biden really wanted to do something to try and cut cancer, you'd think he would do something like maybe go after the people that are causing cancer. You know? Like uh like who? Yeah, well, how about like like Monsanto? Yeah. Right? Or Bayer. Bayer. Or yeah. one, they're one of the same. I guess it's Bayer now. But right. Yeah, well they you know, have much influence, so you know, he has the power. He has the bully pulpit, right? Mm-hmm. He could. Oh, certainly. He could say, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to take a good look mm-hmm. at our environment. Not not the cars and the, the you know, the fossil fuels. That's a that's a political football. Show the show Let's, the picture show this on screen. I don't see the, the article you're talking about. Well here's here's a specific yeah. article, but in addition to this, and this is important, but I'm just saying, let's mm-hmm. take a look at the all the other crap, you know, that's out there. The, the studies that we talk about all the time, the, you know, it's out there. The science is out there showing the forever chemicals and the PFAs and the BPAs and the and the you know and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're surrounded by this stuff. It's killing people. Mm-hmm. The science is proving that now. Do you see Biden saying anything about that? No. Well, which nothing. shows you how zero disingenuous his cancer moonshot is. Other than for you to take it up, the you know what. Monsanto Bayer declaring war on the 30,000 Roundup cancer victims who are suing them. Uh, clearly, scientific uh, studies and, and uh, court cases, numerous court cases, have acknowledged a causal link between Roundup and the active ingredient glyphosate and the manifestation of cancer. In perhaps millions of people around the world, many have sued, and multi-million, 100 million plus uh, uh, awards have been uh, awarded. And yet, with 30,000 more victims suing, Biden says nothing about this in the cancer moonshot. Hey, you know what we need to do? We need to eliminate the cause of cancer or many of the causes that have been identified. Nope, it's going to be an excuse to shut down your ability to move about the cabin, the earth cabin freely with 
uh, inexpensive sources of energy and mandate that you use the energy forms that ultimately rape the land as bad or worse than anything you can argue for oil exploration in terms of rare earth elements, strip mining from China to wherever it is. And these, again, earth muffins that I'd like to say it lovingly, it's hard to. They, they disavow any knowledge of when they go, oh, yeah, we got to go uh, green. What does that mean? What does that actually mean? And, of course, if you're really concerned about cancer, as Super Don said so well, you'd start saying, you know what? We've identified these various forms of cancer. We need to phase these things out. Not a word. Not even a faint echo from Biden or anybody at the NIH about this. So there you go. Good job, Super D, on putting some great articles together today. And uh, we'll, we'll keep, keep covering it. I hope you're getting the newsletter. Text RSB to 22828 to get on the newsletter list, as well as uh, just come on over to robertscottbell.com and sign up. Uh, I don't know if, how many of you guys and gals are out there doing the IGF-1 Plus every day when you're working out like I am and building those muscles. Did I tell you my body fat index uh, the other day when I had it tested? Versus, you know, I've been gaining uh, muscle mass. Right. They have this ability, you know, through sending electric current through the, the feet and the hands to determine it. And uh, my uh, body fat was down to 11.9 percent. 11.9. Yeah. And, and look, I don't know. Everybody's body type and composition is different. So please don't use me as the guy. Oh, I want to be exactly like that. Everybody's <laughs> body type is different. But the point is, is I'm you know, doing the things that I'm doing. We do the cardio miracle. I, you know, eat the clean foods and do all the things I do. Um, and when I in, in, initiated the IGF one plus, you know, that we get from Christopher key and, uh, Neutronics, uh, I did see a genuine rise in muscle mass and more leanness, if you will. And again, granted, I'm starting from a place, not everybody's starting from, but it's measurable is my point. And that wherever you're starting from, if you began to utilize this, I think you might see similar results, perhaps more dramatic. And there's a buy one, get one free sale. I don't know. As far as I know, we've still got that going from labor day. And uh, this is not. not the Labor Day special. Oh, okay. This is the buy this one, get one. This is the, 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 the usual special. So if you just click on the banner over on the right-hand side up on our website, mm. the special we've got going right now is buy one, get one free, and you get 50% off of all their other products as well when you sign up for AutoShip. Keystolife.shop. Use a discount yes. code. Is it Bell or RSB? I never remember. It's Bell. If you click Bell. on the banner, it'll do it automatically. It'll just take you there automatically. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good, good, good. All right. Well, we're doing well for the unplugged version of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Um, we are. I did, uh, before we get to the final story of the day, yeah. unless you had other plans. No, no, um, I, I, I'm, I'm rolling with you. I got an email from Pat. Pat has a question. I'm just going to read it here. Okay. She wants to know if there are any redundant supplements that we could drop, they could uh -huh. drop, yeah. or reduce by taking Cardio Miracle. Well, the answer is yes, but I mean, how do we analyze that? Because I don't know what you're taking right now. Well, she says that they're taking the usual stuff, you know, the yeah. protocol, you know, the the, right. the Chris, you know, Chris Barr, your yeah. recommendations of the selenium, the silica, the D, uh, they do D three. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think you'll magnesium. need extra. Honestly, I don't think you'll need extra D three. Definitely, right? I would say yeah. you don't need D three yeah. for sure. Yeah. Chromium, magnesium, also mm -hmm. omegas, liver cop, copper caps. Mm -hmm. um, yeah etc so what, what would you say to that well the yeah for me the obvious thing is the d3 is not needed now um just you know as i share my experience you know i still do the selenium the chromium and the silica every day those are the basic three that we've learned as far as the most deficiencies that that exist now you can add on the other things like i2 a, a, a b, b complex 
Um, I do the magnesium every night and every morning. Um, so I found it facilitates certain functions that I can detect when I take or when I don't. And I would say that you're experimenting or should be experimenting once you're on the cardio miracle. Say, hey, all right, I'll reduce something else. See how I do. You do fine. That tells you more than anything I can tell you just speculating on, on your body's needs or your husband's body's needs. But uh, there may be less of a need to take as much of something, maybe not totally eliminated. But that formulation is pretty profound and comprehensive that it has allowed people to sim uh, minimize or let's say reduce some of the things they're doing. Now, granted, a lot of people that are, are first learning about Cardio Miracle, maybe from us, maybe from other places, may not also be doing the 100% whole food supplements that we have been talking about for years. So it may be different for everybody and they're taking drugstore brand garbage and we'd say stop that anyway. Uh, so in that context, if you look at the things and I'm not talking to Pat now, but anybody that say, I got a, I got a cabinet full of stuff and I'm like, uh, well, let's look at the, look at it qualitatively and maybe switch out some of those things by going to Jonathan at choose to be healthy.com and getting the whole food forms of those things that you're taking and find out what you need or don't need. A lot of those things were written about and unlock the power to heal as a basic overview. We didn't have the knowledge of copper we do today. And so the sovereign copper is something I think it's phenomenal also. And it's very complimentary to the cardio miracle, even just a tablespoon a day that can facilitate it. I think Pat said they're taking some other copper caps of some kind. So you might not need as much as that. I don't know. Uh, but it's a fair question, Pat. It's just hard to answer definitively for each of you. You know, everybody's needs may be different. Tuberty, anything to add to that? There you go. No, I, I think I would agree with you. I mean, listen, the, okay. the Cardio Miracle, the nutritional profile in this thing, I mean, if you look at the label, it's just, you know, it's amazing what, you know, what is in it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think, I think I, I would probably say you're, I would agree with you when it comes to the chromium, the selenium, and the silica, because mm -hmm. those are, are um, cr crucial. Yeah. Uh, and then the other things, you know, you can, you can just kind of make your own decision on. I like uh, Gretel's comment in the uh, chat room there. You see that? Her latest? That would be over at robertscottbell.com. Maybe it's this one. I can't. I'm hiding it, but there you go. It's like, yeah, I'm jacked, she says. RSB is jacked. Oh, jeez. You know. The, the, see, somebody just had to go and just, you know. The, she, she's egged me on. The moms that show up at the gym, <laughs> they've nicknamed me Ripped RSB. It's not me. I didn't come up with that. So yes. there. There you go. I'm not even showing off my abs, Super Don. Be, 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 be uh, loving and grateful. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. All right. So, listen, let me ask you. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week with the, the queen uh, mm -hmm. passing away at the age of 96. Yeah. Um, it was still a very big deal. Although, I've no have you known? I don't know if you've noticed, but on, on uh, Why, Are Facebook you purposefully not showing your side of your face on on the, on the show or are you just like not for you're just forgetting i mean i tell everybody it's it's unplugged i like, it's I like being i like being the mysterious voice uh coming from international from the man of mystery super all right fine so anyway i don't know about you but i've yeah. noticed on, on social media there's been a lot of bickering Mm -hmm. uh about, about the queen you've got the people that are just like oh the queen and you got the people that are just like we don't care yeah you know and they've just been back and forth and you know the people in the uk are offended and you know the whole i don't know if you've noticed that or not well, look, i'm sensitive to people that it, it, look in the united kingdom we have a lot of listeners in great britain uh, we do and I don't go around insulting people for no, the purpose of insulting and, them. You know, it's just look, but, us Amer us Americans, we're a snarky bunch. We Americans. And we, speaking of we, yeah, whatever. The royal we. 
That's what we're talking about. I can say it however I want to. Anyway, come on. <laughs> so, um, but what about the royal wee keeper? The royal, yes, yes. And this is this is kind of a fun story. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah. But you know, then again, I'm not from the UK. But there's a apparently they've got a royal beekeeper, and it turns out <clears throat> that there's this this tradition or something that like when the, when uh, the queen king or the queen dies, that the royal beekeeper yeah is supposed to go and inform the bees <laughs> that that Sorry. the king yeah. or the queen has died. Right. But the headline is interesting. The way I read it was different. The headline reads, Royal Beekeeper has to inform palace bees that the queen has died in a strange ritual. I'm like, oh, now this is getting interesting. I thought the queen died of uh, old age. No, it was a strange uh, ritual. Yeah, no. The headline no. read that way to me, and, and it, that's not what they meant. But apparently this beekeeper who has helped to look after the insects for over a decade says he wasn't aware that informing the bees of the queen's death was part of his role. <laughs> and he's going on strike because of well, it. No, think about this. Think about this for a second. There, you know... She, she's what been queen for 70 years or something like that right um so, so and this guy i think remember this this guy had had his job as the royal beekeeper for 15 of those 70 years so apparently he was doing his job mm-hmm. um and and he got an email from the royal gardener that he needed to go and tell the bees that the queen had died and this was like uh just chauncey, a thing. chauncey the gardener sent him an email said yes. hey you know what? You got to tell the bees the queen died. I'm and, sorry. And then I, I like this here. It says the bees showed their respect by having black ribbons tied in bows on the outside of the hives. How did the bees do that? They did that. It, the well, bees did that. These are very trained bees. I've never I'm, seen a bee I'm, do that. I'm impressed. These are yeah. some not your average bee, not no. your average bear. So anyway, so I guess the idea here is that if if you don't go and tell the bees uh-huh. that the queen had died, that they would not produce honey because... That's um, the history of it. So yeah. the ritual took place through the 79-year-old beekeeper informing the bees that the queen had died and that they would have a new master. Afterwards, the bees were urged to be good to their new boss, King Charles. Now, what would happen is the other thing is that likely King Charles would be out in the gardens and he would get stung because they don't recognize him yet until the beekeeper tells him, hey, no, 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 that's the king. Don't Did sting the king. Prince Charles just like, ah, running, yeah. running through the, the royal gardens there. I think that the, the beekeeper draped the hive with black ribbon in a bow. Okay. I don't think the bees All did right. that. That makes sense. Yeah. And then he says here, what you do is you, you knock on each hive and you say, the mistress is dead. But don't you go. Your master will be a good master to you. Mm-hmm. And so this is what he had to do. I don't know how many hives they've got. Because he got a million bees in total. That's a lot of knocking. That's a lot of bees. Yeah. That's a lot of bees. This is one of the more unusual stories. I mean, the thing is that they remember this tradition at all because how long has it been? Like 80, 70-something yeah. years? Yeah. Since the last time they had to tell was, the yeah. bees that? The question is, you know... Did the bees know of the tradition, or might they have just continued to produce honey? I know it's one of these existential questions we might not ever get an answer to. And I've got nothing against talking to bees, communicating with bees, loving on bees. In fact, when I go out, I talk hunt, to bees all the time. Did you know that? You probably say, "Stay the hell away from me." Uh, that's, that's exactly what I say. You're, you're not very. Nice <laughs> you go over you. there. You go yeah. that way, please. Meantime, yes. I stick my face right in their buzziness, and I'm like loving on them. I'm going, "I love you guys. You guys are awesome, guys and gal bees." And they're out there collecting, doing their thing. And, you know, I have this big mint patch in the front. And we, we did one in the back as well. And, boy, you can get your head in there and just the loudness of the buzzing of the bees. It's, like, so amazing. 
Um, you just got to change your attitude and they won't come and sting you. They'll appreciate you. So that, I think they are sensitive to this stuff. Here's some breaking news. Uh, yep. you remember, you remember Ken Starr? Was he, he was like independent? Independent counsel who investigated right. president Bill Clinton. He's died at the age of 76. Okay. Ken well, we have Starr. to tell the bees outside of his yard. Anything? Uh, we will have to go and, and see if he has a beekeeper. Yeah. Okay. The independent counsel beekeeper. Yes. Dying. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. Back for the bonus round. Thank you for indulging me on this day where it was just you, me, and Super D, even though Super D kept trying to hide behind other things. I don't know why. I thought we're, we're the only ones here, pretty much, and all y'all, too. If you have a question or a comment, we'll check it out on the break leading into. All right, hold on, hold what? on, hold on. We've got an issue here. What is the issue? I'm going to, I'm trying to set up the video here. Oh, so I, that I don't. Say I would that. normally play. Yeah. And it's, and it's saying, can't playing? play video from storage. Please try again or contact support. What do you mean? Would, do you want to play it from, uh, like, somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, I, I know you I said there's find a delay. It, i got to find it now. Hold on. Okay. Well, I'll keep talking. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. Kind of a glitch in the... Um, maybe we didn't talk to the bees nice enough either. This that is was re That's really weird. That's the yeah. end of hour two, da-da-da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's all right. I was, not, I was not expecting that. That was like... Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Pat says her pronouns are her royal highness and we are not amused. I'm just oh. looking at a little advancement of where we're gonna go with some great, great comments in the chat room at robertscottbell.com. Thank you for that. And Superdon's getting the uh the closing bed of music ready and we'll see what happens. Okay. And we'll uh go to I think we're the, ready uh, now. Sorry about ready? that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bonus round coming up. If you want to stick around, tell your friends, sign up for email alerts. Shout out to Orange Guard, orangeguard.com, Trinity School of Natural Health, Trinity Health Freedom, uh, uh, trinityhealthfreedom.com. I think it is. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you there and many of the other upcoming events. If you didn't pay attention to it, check out the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com, where I remind you the power to heal is yours. Oh, we're back. A bonus round happening now. Thank you all for being here. Thanks for the kind words. Ula, she says, it's a great show today, honestly. Well, what is that? But it leads me to believe that there are times you've said that it was a great show today and you weren't being honest. <laughs> or were you doing a British colloquialism? Honestly, now that could be the case because we were talking about the queen and the bees. The queen bee. All right, let's see. Diana says, Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Who throws a shoe? Honestly, yes. yes. I, you know, I have uh, some friends in Britain that would, you know, say, because you know how me, uh, how I do things, I kind of poke fun, and you, you'd hear that often. Honestly. On, oh, honestly, Robert, or Scott, when they call me that. Scott, honestly. It's like, really? You're doing that again? So I hear that as a British ism, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Let's see what else. Um, don't wear brown or black as the bees instinct instinctively think it's a bear. Is that true? Really? Diana says that. Well, I won't. I have a black T-shirt on sometimes when I'm there. They don't go after me. But it's just a T-shirt. Uh, let's see. 
Perhaps the royal chicken recipe will be revealed. Jeez, oh, here we go. More of the chicken. Hold on. Okay, I, got, yeah, I got distracted. I, I got distracted. Hold you on. are never distracted. Let's see what you I'm are find. funny is what you are. Royal chicken recipe. Steven wants it. Okay. It was in the show notes on the day that we did the question. Mm-hmm. So what comes up if I do a search for chicken? I have to reverse, I have to tr retrace my steps here. Steven had a good one. She, he thinks the cancer moonshot executive order will create jobs, grave diggers. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of gallows humor, if you will, in there. But yeah. Another thing, Steven says, yeah, if they were really uh, targeting. Uh, eradication of cancer, then the moonshot would mean that they would provide selenium to everybody, 100% whole food selenium to everybody for pennies on the dollar. And we would all be, or most of us would be much better off in preventing and reversing cancer. Keep talking. Oh, I got to keep talking? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What else am I doing here? Let me go see the upcoming events tab if there's any. Well, they're working on the flyers for the uh, events in Orlando at the two Chamberlain stores that I'm going to be speaking at. 7 p.m. at the Lake Mary store on the 4th of October, a Tuesday, and 7 p.m. at the East Colonial store in Orlando on the 5th of October. And so we'll get that information. So if you happen to live near, in or near the Orlando metro area, or if you're in Tampa, come on over from Tampa. We'd love to see you. Or if you're up in Daytona, come on down. Love to see you. Um, just spread the word and if you can't make it and you know people in that area please let them know uh i don't do those public events at, at health food stores as often as i used to so it's really nice it's laid back it's very uh small crowds relative to some of these big events with hundreds to thousands of people attend so it's really nice and then we have of course the big weekend event that weekend uh sixth seventh eighth and ninth uh, in orlando as well at the higher regency all right let's see you finding what you're trying to find not yet. No? I'm trying to figure out how to find it. Oh. Yeah, well, how we don't know what date it was that you put no, in the notes. No, we problem. don't. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been in the... Uh, it wouldn't have been in the title of the show notes. It was something that was added in to the show notes. Okay, here we go. I got a date. August 28th is when... My wife gave me the recipe, so if I go back okay. now to the show and I go back here to, let's see, it's September 2nd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, let's see, August 31st, August 30th. Let's see, so it would be either the 28th or the 29th. Mm -hmm. 28th would have been, we did an encore with Diane Miller. So is that a Sunday? It must have been. Okay. So I'm guessing it was on the 29th then. Let's scroll down here. And bingo. August 29th. This was when we had Dr. Elizabeth Lee Vliet. Vliet. Yeah. And I can't remember if it was the first or second time we tried to have Ernest Ramirez on. Right. She had been on in what, 2005, my wife found out? Right. That was amazing. So August 29th of 2021, mm -hmm. 
and I will drop the link into the chat room right there that was in the uh, well I'll do it in the other one too why not <laughs> I'm sure this is super exciting here we go okay and now I will show you on the screen alright we're there thank you for bearing with Super Don as he dug out the royal recipe for chicken Ta-da! I don't see it yet hold on yeah, you don't do ta-da. You don't do ta-da and not show it. You don't go ta-da and it doesn't show up. That's not how you do ta-da. I put it in the chat room. When did you learn about how to do ta-da? Okay. Oh, right. This this was, um, although it's funny, I didn't put the person's name on here of the the comment. Or this is where it started off about how amazing. Maybe they wanted to remain anonymous. Remember that? They're saying, Super Don, you are amazing. Yes, I know. Praising you and you don't remember that. Thank you so much. So anyway, there is the um, the question of the day that Sorry, referred to it. I hit the it. button and you hit the button. There we go. So what date and is the, the the notes for that one? August 29th. August 29th, 2022, the show notes, the Robert Scott Bell Show website. I put, the, I put the link in both of the chat rooms. Okay. This was, Creamy chicken noodle skillet is what you got. Yes. Right? And it's the same type. It's, it's very similar to the, the type of, uh, it's a, a like an Amish recipe. Okay. And that's why she calls it Amish chicken, but anyway. But yeah, you can replace any of the ingredients. Ingredients. I made that word up. Uh, make them organic if you want, because they, you know, they don't have to say organic. You can go, oh, okay, I'll do the organic version of it. It's not that difficult. Just switch it up and get the right kind of stuff. Make it clean and powerful and delicious and all of those things. August 29th. Okay. Okay. Well so there you go. In real time, I, I managed to figure it out. As exciting as that was, I'm sure for everybody watching. Well, except for the tada, and then it wasn't there. That was like highly manipulative. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you're supposed to say honestly, Robert. Honestly. Yeah. There you go. I was looking you for that cheeky bastard. There you go. I didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Right. Gret- Gretel says she wears black in the garden, and and the bees don't attack her like she's a bear. So that might be a myth, a bee myth. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen, the royal chicken recipe has been revealed once again. There you go. Thank you. Ula says, "Hmm, sounds so good." Do we have Ula scheduled back on the show? Has it been a while? It just feels like not it. yet. We talked about this yesterday. Remember? She's been recovering. That's she's right. Been she's been under the weather. Through. So yeah. as soon as she's feeling better, we'll get her on the show. Yeah. So I got to head out uh, after the show here pretty soon to uh, uh, part film a kind of a documentary slash uh, testimonial uh, video on uh, Cardio Miracle. I want to share my story as well. Okay. I don't know if they've got you remotely tied into that or not, Super D, but no. I'll certainly tell them. It's all you, man. All you, baby. It's all all you, you, man. So what do we have tomorrow? We had no guests today. Do we have Ty Bollinger back tomorrow? We should have Ty Bollinger. I haven't confirmed with him yet, but um, we should have Ty Bollinger tomorrow, plus the news of the day. Okay. Jonathan E. Mort on Thursday, and then um, we'll see what's going on on Friday. Yeah. Well, thank you Oh, look, we've got Amy Lepore Uh uh, uh, booked for Monday. The 19th. Okay. This was the, uh, she is the vice president of the Libertarian Party of Delaware. Oh, okay, cool. And she wrote that article that um, Bolden gave us yesterday. Okay. 
And I'm trying to remember what the article was, though. It was... It was about the nationalization of uh, pandemic emergency, response. Yeah, emergency yeah. services. Yeah, Services, yeah. Yeah, I want, definitely want to talk to her. So That'd we've got great. her scheduled. Thank you, Michael Bolden, um, for yeah. the reference on that. We've got her scheduled for Monday the 19th. Great. We've got that Clay Clark coming back on Tuesday the 20th. Okay. And I won't have to even show up for that because you just open. I know you just wind them up and let them go, and then yeah. check this out. Now you, yeah. you you notice that um, I'm sure you've noticed over weeks now, months yeah. that we play promo spots from uh, Trinity School of Natural Health. Yes, one of those people that we play, uh, I, and we, I try and rotate <clears throat> them as best I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Patty Kenobi. Oh right. And she is going to be on the show on the 30th to kind of give us her story um, of, you know, what happened, going to Trinity, what she went there for, what her experiences was like, and what she's been able to do since then. Cool. So we've got her for Friday the 30th. So y'all will recognize her from the promos. Yeah. We'll have to treat her like a celebrity. Hmm. We'd be like, oh, we know all about you. Yeah. Nice. That'll be fun. All right. Well, I'm going to depart for the moment and god willing we'll be back less than 22 hours from now for another broadcast healing episode of the robert scott bell show not just the un what do we call unplugged version like today a little bit more it comprehensive. really wasn't unplugged everything's plugged it in it's not like it was like, unplugged it was an acoustic set we didn't have anybody else in the band backing us up you know what i'm saying it was just it was old school in fact i think even ula was was commenting about uh she, liked she thought it. it was really cool and she gave us a hashtag bring back RSB Unplugged. See, I, I'm not so pretentious that that's what I think people are tuning in for. But apparently when we occasionally do this, it, it works out okay. So maybe... We just got to mix it up. They sort of like me too, not just the guests. So And you, Super D, of course, they love you. She so. says it's old school. See? Old school. I like it. It is, kind of, really. Yeah. We're going streaking down the quad. That's right. Remember that, old school? The movie? Yes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, we will be back tomorrow. Did I, no, I didn't turn the light off yet. Yeah, light is going off, off, off the air. Okay. And uh, Super Don, do we have Mickey-friendly music available, or is it going to be... Well, I'm going to press it. play. Hopefully, it'll work. I don't know what's going on. There's some kind of weird glitch going on Is it the big band version? The like the band version? It's, I like it's that the one, one that, that most people like. No, it's not the big band one. Jazz, do you, yeah, a lot of people like the jazzy version. I like the band version, but you like the band version. I do. I enjoy that. That ba-da, that big. All right, it's your show. Well, so I don't know if mom likes it better or not, but you got to do your 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 best uh, Sammy Davis Jr. impression. How do I do that? I don't know. I don't even have one of those. You know? How about Dean Martin? No. No. I don't think so. Do you have one of those? No. Okay. I guess we'll just play the music. Never mind. All right. All right. Go take right. care of the Royal Wii. I mean, <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.